All right, check, check, check. Y'all tuned in to another episode of the Label Podcast, a.k.a. L-A-B-L Podcast, presented by Leading the Legendary. I'm your host, Name Tag Alexander. Make sure y'all support. You can easily do that at anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash Leading the Legendary. Uh, you can just support if you want to make a donation. I highly recommend it, obviously. Whatever amount you want to donate, that's fine. I mean, also, you can go to the website directly at leadingbelegendary.net. Make sure you check out the merch, get you a shirt, hoodie. You know, it's getting warm. It's getting cool outside. I was about to say warm. It damn sure ain't getting warm not here in Michigan. Uh, but you can definitely get you a hoodie, you know, get you one of those nice black or gray hoodies. Anyway, we're going to get right into it. We got a uh, recurring guest, as I should say, DJ DDT. What's going on? What up, though? So, man. I'm more like a. I'm more like a guest host. Yeah, yeah, technically. And that's the crazy thing because that's how the, the podcast pretty much is. Like, the people that I have on here the most are basically guest hosts. Like you, uh, Dean Garcia. If I can get Joe on here again, that'd be dope. Black Beethoven. Like, whoever's on here a lot, they're basically a guest host. Podcast Word. is like a, a community podcast in a sense. I'm just on here a lot. Uh, but, man, <laughs> you're um, you up at Mix Factory now. Let people know what's going on with that for those yeah. who aren't familiar. Especially the artists yeah. listening. Yeah, artists. I met. I met <laughs> yeah, artists. I'm in Mix Factory One Recording Studio. What's crazy is I'm there every. I, I could. I could. I could safely say every single day now. Of course, there are days I'm, I'm. You know, I might not be there, but for the most part, every day doing something. But I'm one of the top engineers uh, there. So let uh, them know. Record, recording and mixing. Talk to them about like some of the prices that y'all offering as far as like the artists who clearly probably want to get they you know their songs mixed. Everybody putting on music every day, so clearly they need to mix. Right. Well, uh, recording uh, starts at fifty five dollars an hour and it goes up to seventy five. Okay. Um, mixing is uh, seventy five dollars an hour if you're just mixing your voice to two track. But if, uh, of course, if the beat is tracked out, then it's two fifty flat. Okay. Uh, mastering is fifty five, um, fifty five dollars per song, and uh, we got CD duplication. Uh, actually, I believe we have digital distribution. Um, I never had to use it myself, so but when that happened? Yeah, no, I think it's been in in place. Damn, so like they they helping get like artists' music on iTunes and everything? Yeah. You know, that's, um, a, that's the go-to for artists. Like, yo, how can I get my music on, you know, yeah. like iTunes or whatnot? <laughs> they actually, there are actually artists signed, um, but I would have to have Ivy Duncan talk more about that. That's like fine. the studio, the studio has a couple different uh, companies uh-huh. attached to it. So, you know, there are artists signed to it. There's like there's a label there, so yeah, there are artists signed to it. Um, you know, different people come in and there, in and out of there daily. Shit, they, um, they taking on new artists? They... <laughs> I mean, hey, you never let, told let, me let, that. Like, wait a minute. Now. Let's like, talk. Let's talk about you, it. You there you every day? <laughs> <laughs> you knew this. You didn't say. You just like oh, he he can do his own stuff. Like I don't. Oh, man, man, you are you are uh, you are uh, what do they call? Like you basically self-contained yourself. Well, yeah, yeah. There's that. I can't find a lie in that. <laughs> but if they, if they like, I don't want to like 
break down the obviously the, the details of it on air, but so like they signing artists and also handling marketing and promotion in it because that's what's important the marketing and promotion, especially nowadays. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, the label handles all that stuff. Um, yeah, uh, I like I said, I, I would have to have Ivy Duncan talk more on it because that's more his his uh his side of things. Uh, uh might have to get him on the show. Yeah. I mean of course I know how to do all that stuff, but I don't know how he works his. Yeah. That so. sounds like you can you can have a more major part over there as opposed to you know mixing. Yeah, I could. Cause you I mean you know shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. You got the knowledge of it. You just be real yeah. low key about it, but damn, I don't see why not. Shit, I could actually. You know, they fuck being an artist. Like that's the thing. You're know, like, oh, what they doing for the art? No, no, actually, now that I think about it, you might want to talk hey. to Ivy about something else. <laughs> uh, look, uh, uh, name tag Alexander can actually come in there and be an A and R. So, man, no, I no. The funny thing is, like, not me, because I don't. No, listen, when I tell people, I don't have an ear for music. Like, I I don't have like an ear. Like, I know good music, but I'm not the person. I mean, I could be now though. The older I get, and it's a little I, yeah. different. I was just about to say I could quickly tell you to shut up for saying some stuff like that. It's a little different now. Now, when I was younger, now I'm a little bit more careful because I always tell people, I'd be like, man, the story I always come up with is um, when Grinding first came out. I used to tell like, my cousin E and like Maiden, I'm going to tell you, like, we had the longest debate over the phone because I was like, man, I did not feel Grinding when it first came out. And that was like, what, 0203? And I was like, man, that's all yeah. right. Like, I don't like it. And then it took like a few listens for me to just like notice it. Now, I don't know what A&R's. If they know it off rip, but I, I know trust I know a couple of people that could probably pan as a as a good starting out A and R. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's just like they just probably need that specific company to to work for to be able to bring them the right client. What's crazy is people people actually don't even know fully what an A and R is supposed to do. It's not just about pointing an artist into a certain direction. Yeah, I was gonna like, say break you, that down because. It's kind of like different answers for it, and like nobody yeah. really is ever given the exact unless you look it up on Google or something. But here, exactly. you you worked within these labels or dealt with these labels directly, so kind of like break that down. Right. Yeah. So like with with people don't even realize or don't even understand what A and R means. It's artists and repertoire. repertoire. Right. So you have to deal with artists. You have to help. You basically you're doing an artist development within all of that. Okay. So an A and R would have to find the artist, uh, see what that artist is about, help that artist develop what they have, help that artist open it up even more, uh, like even find them producers that they don't produce, find them writers that they don't write, help them uh, even coordinate with producers and, and stuff like that on how songs are supposed to go what type of song um, and like half the stuff that producers do A&R's used to do in the 50s and 60s okay. so like even finding the key of a song and helping the arrangement of a song and A&R used to do all of that on top of uh, getting the artist to have a certain look like style wise even like how they speak and how they act you know in public A&R is supposed to oh, help with all of that. so dead in the game nowadays then. Yeah. That's why people keep saying the artist in development, is it needs to come yeah. back. 
you know what I'm saying, to the industry because it's not there. You can watch a lot of these current interviews now and just be like, ooh, yeah. it's damn, our department just is either not there at all or they just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Artist, artist development, and this is just my opinion, I think it started to go away when artists uh, would tell people or, or tell labels that that was taken away from their creativity and shit like that, but you know, like I said, that's just my opinion. That's something I don't know if it's a fact or not. But that's that's how it looks, and that's what I believe. Like, for me, the last person I know that went through true artist development was Big Sean. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's only because I, I kind of witnessed it from afar. I can see that. You know, I, I, re that. I remember, you know, how he was when he first signed to uh, Good Music, and then how long it took for him to record and then release something and then the tours that he went on and the whole development side. Huge development. Like getting him, yeah, huge development. Getting him ready, getting him conditioned on, on being a, a star. Like from the, the that first, I remember when that, uh the single, what was it, Gone Get You Some, or it was just called yeah. Get You Some, I want to say. Like looking at where he's at now, from there, like the huge development. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah, I can I can understand that. Like him yeah. being one of the most. Yeah, he act. Wow, he actually. Uh, now, if, if we're wrong, I was. I'm pretty sure somebody would correct us. But yeah, he might. Man, that's crazy. He might have been one of the last ones. Yeah, I'm uh, sure there are other people. You know, other artists that went through it. But the one that we the one that we know of is Big Shot. Yeah. Where it was more kind of out there, because you know, after a while, they, it seemed like they probably started doing. And this is something I think this is another conversation, but I think this could have been going on for years. Like, but the whole, I guess, what you would call it, like the the ghost label type situations, where the indie artist is like they just independent for so long, and then out of nowhere, it's just deals flying at them, and it's like really they've been signed to a label to begin with, and the label been finding right. everything. But it's like now nah, let's just make it seem like we've seen it happen with Trinidad James or out of nowhere Def Jam came and like oh yeah they signing him for this much and I forget the other artists right. where it happened with but that's probably been going on forever but I mean as far as Big Shine that's an interesting point as far as him being like one of the last artists to really get that and there's a word here's what's crazy when you when you mention stuff like that there's a word that was thrown around like the end of 2016 and like a lot of 2017. And I know this is the end of 2018, so it it was it was thrown around a little bit in 2018, but the word plant, industry plant, yeah, yeah, I you know, and I know people like to throw things around because it sounds cool or they heard somebody else say it, but if you think about what that really means, that means that some big corporate entity planted somebody in this industry to do a certain job. That's what that means. Straightforward. You know what I mean? But I believe and I you know, I know we're in the industry where we shouldn't be naming people, but you know, what 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 they gonna do? Come throw me in industry jail. But I believe people like Trinidad James, um, and there are quite a few quite a few other ones that have changed the industry in certain ways. What do you mean? Like I, it, it, people like Trinidad James, I believe he was a plant. I believe he's a. He's well, how a, fast it happened? Yeah, I, I, I can I can agree with that. But I think he was a plant to change the industry. 
oh, in a way that so the industry w was not about to change. I, but are you saying like at some point do you feel he like was a force to change? That that's what I was about to say. You feel like at some point the industry may see something and be like, all right, in order for this change to happen, somebody got to be like a, a guinea pig, basically. Not even a guinea pig, just a plant. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that period. Like they they threw like him that. in there. They threw him in the to industry. Shake some shit up. Basically. Yeah, to shake some shit up, change how the industry was going. Um, when we, when we, when we can realize, like in hindsight, that the industry probably wouldn't have changed in that way. Word. That's kind I'll, of. Wild. I hope I'm making sense. No, it does. It does. I never looked at it that way. Like we. Yeah. I think we just got so accustomed to saying it, like, oh, such and such might be an industry plant. And you that's know, what I mean. Like really people use. At... That's a hype beast word. People yeah. use words, you know. People use hype beast words. This is the phrase hype beast. People yeah, don't even realize. Wild. You know like, what just mean? even looking at it, yeah. Well, the reason that this person was an industry plant so we could shake some shit up. Otherwise, that yeah. shift wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And then they just kind of like disappear after a while too. It's like you just don't. You ain't. I don't even know if he's still putting on music. Right. Uh, that's kind of crazy. You you mentioned too with earlier about how uh, at Mix Factor they have. Where they're they're doing the distribution, the digital distribution, uh, setup. Now, recently, I don't know if it was this week, it could have been last week, but I did see the news that there was like a deal, and I'm only bringing her up on this podcast. I don't follow her music like that. I'm only familiar with like a couple of songs, but Taylor Swift signed this new deal with Universal, with um through Spotify, basically where, just to sum it up, the deal prompts her deal basically prompt Spotify to share proceeds with all the universal artists. And I'm hope I hope I'm saying that right. I don't have the link pulled up, but that's basically what it right. was. Like, what do you what do you think about that? Like what's I had to do more research, but I believe Universal bought shares of Spotify if they didn't buy it completely. So it's like it's almost like it's that's what's been going on though, right? It's just more so yep. like put out in the yeah. forefront. Like we yeah, that's what's been going on. If we didn't assume, we already knew. Like, yeah, the labels have a hand in the, you know, the the, uh, the streaming the digital, business, the streaming, uh, the service providers, basically, like yeah. Spotify right. and, and Apple Music. Like, we knew this. And here's I, what's crazy: what's people are, or people, um, co companies like Universal, Vivendi Universal, and and uh, what was it, Sony and other companies like that. Mm -hmm. have had streaming services or even download services before they were big. It didn't become big because they didn't know how to how to market and promote it the right way. Right. You know, further showing that record labels really don't know what the hell they're doing. Literally. You sitting on something like that and don't know what to do with it? Yeah. You sitting on the next so wave. They, yeah, they had the technology, you know, long before these companies that are big right now. The difference is they didn't know how to utilize it. Yeah, I saw So that. when when a company like Spotify comes along and they have the streaming service going on, you know, Universal right. swoops down and you know, do what they do. Yeah, that's cuz the way they worded it, I was like, okay, so now it's saying that it shares proceeds with all Universal artists. Right, and I guess I shouldn't say proceeds. I guess you should say like revenue, based on revenue proceeds. Same thing. Same thing. It all falls under like money, but money. I don't know with proceeds. I just it made me feel like a donation. Dollars. 
but thousands of dollars right with the universal art uh, other universal artists so it's almost like they're placing her as like the uh, they're placing her as the the artist at the forefront i guess to i don't want to say like not speak for the other but be that 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 go-to person like man she the one who the reason that everybody over here is doing this and they you know this the, the reason that all these other artists are getting the extra revenue now from from the uh, streams off spotify I, I don't i could be wording it wrong but i don't know it right. just it just didn't seem like nothing else so major i'm like hasn't this always been happening like right. that's how i felt about it now we was talking about this earlier, and it was an artist from our city who actually brought this up in a tweet. Shout out to Jay Prime. And y'all got to y'all got to excuse me. I'm actually walking into Mix Factory One right now. See, working while we work. The tweet that she put up, like I said, it was from Jay Prime, and they said, "What do you think in regards to the need to flood with new music constantly?" And uh-huh. it, it was it was one of those poll things you could do on Twitter, and they said, "Is the fans is it the fans being greedy, you know, and, and pressuring artists for more music, or are artists not supplying music to last?" A lot of people said it's the fan. Like from when I last checked, it was a lot of the people saying the fans in the stands and less the artists. I disagree. I think it's uh, it's the artists overthinking because they think they know what fans want so they of course they're going to be try to be proactive so see I, I'm and, not, uh, I wasn't tripping you know what I'm saying like at first I'm like damn am I tripping like am I am I saying it's just you know for me being an artist like because typically you would expect the artist to say oh no it's the fans but I'm like no nah, right. it's, man it's the artist you know uh-huh. what I'm saying like they feeling like you just need to put out music like you can't tell me like most of the people that put out music this year that where it probably got overlooked, probably just felt like, oh, everybody else putting out all this music, I have to be a part of the, I have to be a part of this flood of music that's coming out. Otherwise, I feel like I'm left out. You get what I'm saying? Right. And the only reason I say that is because I know me personally. Like you see all this, these these artists coming out with music, you're like, damn, I need to probably put something out. But then you put something out, and now you don't got the right marketing dollars behind it. You don't got the right push behind it. So now, now it's just basically kind of overlooked. So you can only imagine if it's like, what did you say? You made a you made a good point where you said it's like you you put out something earlier in the year, mm-hmm. and people see it. You know, they they rock with it for a minute, and it's like, oh okay, yeah, it died down. And then by the time you like, all right, I'm gonna put something else out. Well, that's what I made it with another product. And what did you say? You said they just kind of look at it and be like, "Yeah, they, they you know, it, the the." And, and I don't want to say, it's the, well, it's exactly what it is. So I will say it. It's basically how it is today, which is everybody will. You can put something out um, today, and have four million fans look at it, celebrate it, listen to it, love it, and by tomorrow it's done. Like they're not yeah. even listening to it. And and depending and that, on who it is, you know what I'm saying, depending on who it is, it's like even if it's a famous artist, it is right. it's gone within like a month or less. Right. Yeah, easily. Like we just saw uh Black Thought put out part two of yeah, his uh, thought, which is crazy. That shit is fire. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but 
you know, by tomorrow, but not listening to it again. So it's hard to, it, you know what I mean? It's, 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 uh, I can't think of the word, but that's, that's how everything is looked at right now. Do you it's, think that has it's here today, to going tomorrow? It's, it's very short lived. Do you think it has something to do with how we take in music though? Like, cause nobody's really living with the music anymore. Like our, it made me question, like, if people even really love music. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, it's, uh, cause this is one thing that Dean said, uh, shout out to Dean Garcia. He said it's, it's almost like, it's like just for the background, basically. It's not even something that you really enjoying. You just got it playing in the background or you just got it playing while you scrolling on social media or something. Yeah, because people don't experience, we don't, exactly. we don't experience music anymore. Right. That's exactly We don't, um, we don't, we don't, right now it's not something that's lived. It's something that's, or it's not, a, it's not even, I don't want to say it's not a part of our lives, but it's not a significant part of our lives. It's not something that we do. It's just something that happens. And, it, and when I say it happens, it just passes. You know what I mean? Instead of, instead of it being something that happens, it passes. That scares me, man. That scares yeah. me. Like it's really, I I even saw a um, <clears throat> an interview and it was uh Trey Songs on there talking about it, and he was even mm -hmm. saying like, and I and I understand he might have peaked or whatever. And he's on a tour, you know, he sold a lot of records and everything, oh, but even he was seeming like kind of like yeah, you know, man. It's like man, don't nobody really care about music like that no more. I'm like, damn, dog, like, like nigga, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> like. This where we at with it? That that's scary. Yeah, that's very that's uh very scary. And then uh like I like we talked yesterday, um, see people get to to uh they get a peek of, of our our lives not uh on camera or on audio. <laughs> but when you and I were hanging yesterday, we talked. I I was telling you about how in 2017 I had a turntable in my living room and. I would, you know, I actually enjoy, you know, during the day, just going and playing an album, let it play and specifically enjoying, you know, music in my house without it being on a, a phone or, you know, a, a, a smaller, a smaller device. Yeah, like even when I, even if I run something and it's through the Bluetooth speaker, it's like, it's not the same. It's not. You're just not enjoying it the same. Like I... <clears throat> for yeah. the most part, I, I do enjoy, like, obviously sitting back, you know, throwing my headphones on, might plug something up to the iPad and be like, all right, let me let me just listen to this album. That, for me, is still an experience because nine times out of ten, I got the iPad closed and I'm just letting the music play. A lot of times, I don't even look at the uh, the track list and I but just see let from, it go. Yeah, but see, for me, that that only lasts all of 15 minutes. Yeah. With, with, a, with an album or with something physical. With physical media, like an album, you have to literally, literally take it out of its sleeve, put it on the turntable, uh, put the needle on the record. You know what I mean? It's a process. It is, it's an experience. Prep, it's an experience. Out. And that's what people are missing. It's like, I really want to know, like, and I guess it's like, if you never got a chance to experience it, it don't matter. So it's yeah. like, it's, it's a little difficult when you have experience and you see this how people, but seeing that people aren't experiencing that, it's like that got to be the reason why the music is just getting forgotten about so quick. 
Exactly. And anybody in Detroit that's listening, um, go and buy a turntable, and I will loan you an album, any album that I have in my in my library, so you can experience it. That's real. You know what I mean? That's generous. <laughs> <laughs> but they got to be willing to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. I don't know, man. That's just some scary shit. Like just seeing that even the artists, like man, you know, I'm just putting on music just because it's, it's like a, it opens a door for this. I ain't really giving my all. And then when I when it, it's funny because I saw that after I saw Jay Prime's tweet. So like seeing him say that, it led me further to believe I was right. It's it's on the artists. They're like they're flooding the market, but they not really putting out music for it to last. Now don't get me wrong. Obviously, we know we had a great year in hip-hop, and those are artists that were putting out music typically to last. Like, you yeah. putting out something that's a timeless piece. Yeah. Like, that's going to be something we can revisit. You know what I mean? But then this whole just filler shit, like, stop that. Like, stop. Like, what's the point? What exactly. Is the point? Yeah, exactly. You know? And speaking of music, since we still, you know, vibing off that, there are the um, the votes that you could place for the Underground Hip Hop Awards. It's right. uh, the annual. I want to say this is the fifth annual Underground Hip Hop Awards 2019, which will be, I believe, January 6th, 2019, at the Charles H. Wright Museum, presented by Mighty Giant Entertainment and Detroit Rap. Shout out to Uncle P. Um, the website is undergroundhiphopawards.com. Dope thing about it this year as well, the label podcast is nominated, or the LA, like I always say, aka LABL, because people are going to say it one or the other way. But the podcast is nominated. It's under uh, Best Internet Outlet. Make sure you place your vote. It's not difficult. You don't have to go through this long, drawn-out process. You go, you see it, you feel it, you just, you know, hit that bubble, and that's it. And the screen, you know, you hit Submit. I believe the screen will like go gray or something like that just to let you know your vote was submitted, but you won't be able to vote the same twice. Uh, I believe you got a uh, you got a, a nomination on there as well for the uh, what's the video the for, uh, legit. long live jit yeah long live jit I was about to say the the jit flow is is June's flow <laughs> and the video is long live jit my bad right. June my bad I might actually have a track for him too low key now that I think about it sure. Yep. But you on there for that, and was it something else? Uh, I'm not sure. I would have to. Go I don't. Back I don't think I. I would have to definitely yeah. go back and look. I didn't. The crazy thing is, I'm on there nominated for the podcast and nothing music. I was like, oh shit. But I, I really didn't. That's like, cool too. I know it's very. I I saw that. I was like, damn, that's way different. Because each year I would look and be like, you know, hoping I'm on there for some music, and I would be. But it was like something did feel empty. Like, damn, I wish I could be on here like for something else. Because you would see certain artists, they would do other things. They would be on there. And I was like, damn. It felt great to kind of see that. Just that nomination alone for the podcast itself. I was like, damn, that's dope. But shout out to the the other nominees that are on there. I believe right. I can go take a look. Let me see. Let me see. Let me pulling it up now. Um, okay. So we got, okay, I don't have it pulled up. I thought I did. Uh-oh. Well, anyway, shout out to, okay, no, I'm looking at it now. I got it pulled up. It came up. It, I, I was on the wrong uh, website. My bad. But, yeah, it's a lot of nominees on here. I'm not about to read through all of these. 
but we got um uh the best project that was a that was a tough one because Fat Ray had a project that came out. Ty Ferris had no sign, no co-sign, just cocaine part two, which was dope. Patience had a fire album with Good Karma. Travis Chandler had a fire album, the One Wing Angel. Uh, Quest McCody album was good. You had Over Rolling. The Northland album was actually dope too. I banged that one for a while. Long Live Jit. I thought that was innovative. That was a very dope album. Super Kane with um, Just Like My Neighbor. Man, that, th these categories are actually tough. I was like, okay, a little stiff competition here. And um, and then we have, doo -doo -doo -doo, I'm pulling it up now for the, uh, oh, that's where it was. I said you was on here too because the best recording studio with Mix Factory. Oh, word, yeah, yeah. That count. That counts. Yeah, we won it last year. So we'll win it again. Hey, you see? Let the people vote. Yeah. Yeah, it, I was on there too under best internet outlet with, uh, I was trying to figure out the nominees on there, but you had Detroit Unplugged Radio, One Shot Radio, Detroit Rap, Hear It Nation, Oso Radio, Planet Radio, uh, what's another, The Connected Experience, shout out to AJ and SJ, I actually voted for them, I was like, you know, I'm vote for them, right. and um, what else, what else, Keynotes Radio, Detroit is different, and like I say, the competition is pretty tough, man, but just go to the website, y'all, when y'all get time, Underground Hip Hop Awards dot com the voting and you want to do it by the december 8th i wouldn't say literally wait to december 8th because it cuts off at midnight the voting cuts off at midnight december 8th so don't wait literally till that day like going to 9 a.m or something because it'll be over by then so yeah make sure you get your votes in i feel like there needs to be a podcast category though because <laughs> I, I there needs to be a podcast category because and, I, and for next year at least Urban podcasting is, and I don't want to just say urban, but the podcast market on in the metro Detroit area is growing. It's getting bigger. Uh -huh. And I think just alone, like, having that presented at awards even opens it up. It opens that lane even more. So, so you're saying it shouldn't be included in internet outlets? Yeah, it should I, be. I don't, I, like, like I say, shout out for even just getting the nomination. Shout out to Uncle P and them. I, I definitely appreciate that. But I think with... I listen to podcasts and like just knowing how many we have here in the city alone. And that's mm -hmm. even speaking from the range of, uh, of shop talk studios out in Oak park. And you got, um, you got the, the, uh, the, the audio wave network as well, which is out there on uh, East Detroit. Like that's that alone, those two networks is a lot of podcasts coming from out of there. So, Oh, and even with also radio, like they even have a podcast network. So, that's a lot of podcasts in itself. I'm, like when I say a lot, I mean a lot. So a right. podcast category itself going into next year, I think that'd be dope and just open that lane up even more. So right. Um, you have also I saw something uh, the other day too on Instagram, and I thought this was dope. There's a songwriting workshop or songwriting class that's taught by Ante Burchett. I could be. I'm sorry if I'm saying your last name wrong, but Burchett of the A Plus Music Group. And they had a, a man. They album. Uh, Pride, Liberty, Detroit, incredible yeah. album. They did some songwriting for the likes of Beyonce. Uh, I'm just, I don't want to, uh, I want to say Neo. Who else did they uh, do? Some, even though Neo's a songwriter, but I could be wrong if I'm if I'm wrong, y'all y'all correct me. But Beyonce and just like a bunch of like top name artists that they did some songwriting for, and it's they album was right. sick. I ran that back a few times, but um, she hosts a songwriting class. 
There's more details you can find on it through her IG, uh, her Instagram bio link. It's uh, under Ante is A plus. That's A N or at A N T E A I S A plus. Not the literal plus symbol, but P L U S. And the actual website is teachwhatiknow.com. Basically, it says you can learn how to nail an undeniable hook, melody, and lyric, defeat writer's block, and complete uh, your very your your song every time you write. Basically, so I think that's kind of dope. I don't know if it helps with like rap artists or if this is just catered toward R and B artists, but either way, it's dope. We need more stuff like this going on in the city. I believe Dean Garcia hosts a, a, a workshop as well. I don't know if it's a songwriting, but it's it's a writer's workshop as well. I'm going to have him on to kind of get a little bit more into that too. That's what's up. Yeah, you should do like a, uh, a engineer workshop. Uh, maybe. I don't know. That might take too much time. Like just showing how somebody had a mix. Like, okay, you blend the vocals like this. <laughs> it makes yeah, it kind of different too, though. That take a whole lot. Yeah. It is. It, it takes a lot. It takes a lot, and then it's also about preference. Exactly. What about DJ? Though, would you do it for that? Um. Uh, yeah, I, I think I would. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would. Do it, man. Might as well. Might as well. Because it's a thing now with you know. There's a, and I see this going on a lot on Instagram too with the. You know, people talking about the the button DJs versus the ones who actually use vinyl. Why not get the best of both? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and and you know, people people look at they they overanalyze stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's like you you you're gonna get the music and technology together regardless. Yeah. So you know. But, you know, who uses what, it doesn't matter. It's about how you rock a crowd. Right. That's very real. You yeah, got any New so. Year's resolutions or anything, man? Or any, anything coming up as far as the holidays? Man, hell no. I, I never do resolutions. Same here. I stopped doing them a couple <laughs> years back. Like, why I never follow through on them? I'm just, I, I got plans in mind, but I'm not, you know, my New Year's resolution is, like, because that's something, you, you know, realistically, if you got a New Year's resolution, it's like, why are you doing it now in January of the next year? It should have been right. something that should have been in plan or in your mindset, like, beforehand. Right. Because before you, that 12 months going to fly by. So, nah, no New Year's exactly. resolution. Exactly. But give them, run them yeah. your, uh, your social media handles, man, and, you know, where they can find <laughs> Bless you. Excuse, excuse me. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Yeah, actually, uh, try not to use a lot of social media, uh, ex- except uh, in, in, I guess I'm a walking contradiction because I'm, uh, I consider myself addicted to Instagram. So I'm always on there, but you can find me there at DJDDT1, and you can also find me there at, uh, at Shot by DDT. Yeah. That's it, really. It's mainly just, just the Instagram we plug. In. Yeah, the same here. I don't really plug the Facebook too much no more, unless it's like the label podcast uh, group that's on Facebook. Obviously, the Leading Be Legendary Facebook uh, fan page. Uh, y'all know where y'all can find us as far as the, the Twitter is LABL Music. Instagram, Leading Be Legendary. Like I said, Facebook, Leading Be Legendary. And myself, name tag Alexander.com. Go to name tag Alexander.com. Also, just search name tag Alexander on Twitter, 
Facebook, Instagram. Hit the website as well, leadingbelegendary.net. Again, you can also uh, be a, you know, support. I don't want to say be a sponsor per se, but support. You know, if you want to donate, help, you know, grow the podcast, go to anchor.fm slash leadingbelegendary. It's a, it's a dollar sign that you will basically click, you know, supporting whatever your donation would be. And also get you some merch. If anything else, get you some merch. Get you a hoodie, get you a t-shirt. We got more merch coming soon. I got more music coming soon. If y'all, you know, going to be caring about music in 2019. But, yeah. <laughs> and vote. Right. The Label Podcast, L-A-B-O Podcast, UndergroundHipHopAwards.com. And we out.